Hello, good morning, good evening, good afternoon to wherever you are in the world listening to the Baram You podcast. I am your host, Baram You, and today I have a special episode. Uh, if you think back to episode one, my intro, I mentioned that I was part of a, a duo. Uh, we had a podcast running for six, seven episodes called Penny for Your Thoughts, myself and a guy across the pond stupid steve from the just another day in paradise podcast him and his wife have uh, so me and steve got together <clears throat> I, l- I love listening tuning into his show at half past four when i finish my work straight on to just another day in paradise and i was you know commenting on the pod being you know in the comments and uh me and steve just hit it off really well and uh, eventually he, he actually reached out and asked if I'd like a 15 minute segment on his show. So I did like one, I think I did a flat earth 15 minute segment. And then I kind of approached him on the, the thought that let's get together, let's do a podcast together, you know, on the side of Just Another Day of Paradise. I had started Baram You before, I got to maybe episode three or four and I just felt I would rather be a part of a team, part of a duo. Um, and yeah, so so we hit it off. We were six, seven episodes in, and uh, unfortunately, Steve's busy, hectic life um, with his, you know, his his sons and basketball, and he's always out. You know, it, it just didn't work out. Uh, I wish him all the best. I hope he gets back to doing regular shows again. We're all missing him on Podbean Live, uh, but you know, I'm focusing on Baram You now, and uh, it, it's going well. So. Here is one of our episodes we done. Now I've cropped the, the beginning and the end for obvious reasons. We were promoting our show. Um I've added my obviously my spin to it just now with the intro and I'll I'll do a second video at the end just to summarize what you guys have listened to. But um this is about the Mandela effect. Now, for anyone who doesn't know about the Mandela effect, I posted up a, a poll on my Instagram for you guys to take part in a little quiz kind of poll type thing so it's it's the, the blue I, I won't spoil it for you but please jump on check it out because it's one of those things that will will kick you um so guys i hope you enjoy without further ado here is baram you and just another day in paradise doing the mandela effect today's show mandela effect i mean we got to get into it it's it's so gonna be a t- i think this is gonna be a tough show to kind of get through and kind of dissect everything and try yeah. to get it but it's a good challenge i mean it's a very yeah. good challenge to try to figure this one out so would well, you want to set it up for us if you if you can yeah so so the official definition uh, of the mandela effect is 
The Mandela effect refers to a situation in which a large mass of people believes that an event occurred when it did not. Looking at the origin of the Mandela effect, some famous examples, as well as some potential explanations for this strange confluence of perceptions can help to shed light on this unique phenomenon. Right. Uh, and I do believe, and I think there's a lot to, um, I, I just think there's a lot of false memory here, but maybe there is some, um, some meat to these bones or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. There's too much, too many people that believe in the, in this Mandela effect or don't even know, like they, they believe certain things are a certain way and maybe they are false memories, but it's, it starts to get weird when you start to see so many people um, have these same exact false memories, like something yeah. doesn't add up here. And that's why we have to get into uh, and, and kind of dive into this. For me, the moment that I was like, wait a minute, something's not right here. It's not, and, and I discovered the Mandela effect was when um, I discovered that Shazam was not a movie. Uh, and I always ask people the same thing. So Shazam was a 90s movie where Sinbad portrayed a, a genie and these two kids rubbed the bottle, you know, and Sinbad had his character going and everything. He was this, uh, this genie with an attitude and he was getting frustrated with the kids and aggravated and he was having a bad time throughout the movie. And I can remember the movie very well. And I always ask people because once I discovered it, it blew my mind. I was completely blown away. And I ask people all the time, I say, do you remember Shazam? And they're like, yeah, I remember Shazam, definitely. Yeah, the movie where Sinbad was the genie. And I was like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's it. I never give away the answer until I get them to say, yeah, I remember Sinbad was the, the genie. And, and it was one of my favorite movies. And mm -hmm. then I tell them that that movie never existed. Then they start looking, oh, you're crazy. And they start laughing. I'm like, no, 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 no. Go on the internet and look for this movie. Try to find it. It doesn't exist. And people get blown away by that sometimes. And it's like, yeah. it's so funny that... um. You know, I I like getting them like that. And then people start to think and then you start to notice more and more stuff. So that was the moment for me when I when I discovered, you know, something's not right here yeah. because I know Shazam existed. Yeah. Did you did you have that moment by yourself or did you know about the Mandela no, effect? Before? I know I didn't I didn't know anything about the Mandela effect. I didn't know it existed. And that's when I started researching the movie Shazam. And then when you research the movie Shazam, you'll immediately find Mandela. Effect. Oh, OK. Yeah. Then you start the to notice ones. all these other things. And you're like, wait a minute, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, I, now, I haven't had any any moments like that until I heard of the Mandela effect. I, I, it's not something that I've been affected by in my own like before this. Um, it was just when I got into conspiracy theories and I heard of this phenomenon. And then I've started to realize that some of these, you know, I, I did have these feelings and, and thoughts. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I was—I remember I was sitting at the, I was sitting, I was building electrical panels at the time. And I was sitting at my desk and I was doing some office clerical work and things like that. And um, that's when I noticed it. My boss, he was into, you know, higher thinking and things like that. And he was like, man, that's interesting. And then we started to dive into the different paths you take and how, I mean, and then it becomes a deep conversation, which is why I say this might be difficult for us to navigate through this because it's a really deep conversation. We start take, talking about, you know, 
uh, path A and path B and, and, and you start talking about going off and parallel universes and, and deja vu and how times converge and how there's alternate versions of you and things like that. It gets really deep and it gets really confusing. And then you start to think, man, I'm a nutcase for even talking about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, so the origin uh, where this started, um, the term Mandela effect began when it was first coined in 2009 by Fiona Broom when she published a website detailing her ob- observance of the phenomenon. Broom was at a conference talking with other people about how she remembered the tragedy of former South African President Nelson Mandela, who died in her mind in South Africa in a South African prison in the 1980s. However, Nelson Mandela did not die in the 1980s in a prison. He passed away in 2013. As Broom began to talk to other people about her memories, she learned that she was not alone. Others remembered seeing the news coverage of his death, as well as a speech by his widow. Broom was shocked that such a large mass of people could remember the same identical event in such detail when it never happened. Encouraged by her book publisher, she began a website to discuss what she called the Mandela effect and other incidents like it. Yeah, well, well, so obviously the Mandela effect is named after the main one, which is Nelson Mandela's death. That's the one that surrounds it. That's the one that kind of typifies this whole the phenomenon. But there are, we'll go into obviously other examples. There are tons of examples and we'll go through quite a lot of them tonight for you. But um, obviously being, I'm, I'm 32 and if you'd asked me, is he dead or alive today? I wouldn't have known. I'd, I know, obviously, I, I'm not familiar. I know, I know his face if I've seen it, but um, this whole phenomenon—it's—it's it's, well, it's weird because, um, like people my age, like like I'm a little bit. I'm only four years. I'm 36. I'll be 37 very soon. But I know a lot of people that who are, are 36, 37, or are, are 40s, early 40s, whatever, and they always remember all these different things, like the Shazam movie, like Mandela dying in in, in the 80s and in prison, and and the, the John F. K. one, and the the China, the Tank Man, where he, you know, some people believe he got ran over, some people believe he stopped the line of tanks in China, things like that. But there's like a cutoff age because. There's people that I know that are a little bit younger, 35 and under, that don't remember Shazam, that don't remember all the... They remember things very differently than we do. So I'm almost wondering if there's something to that, to the age. Maybe it's yeah. just, you know, a fact, a matter of you didn't... You was a couple years behind, so you didn't really see these things because you was doing... You know, you was still being a kid. But yeah. I don't know. I think there might be something to that. It, that's that's debatable, I guess. Well, well, the three I've got written down, the three main reasons uh kind of evidence to show about the, the nelson mandela death is the the bush uh, george bush wrote a uh, said a speech in 2006 and we'll play that for you guys just now yep so we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll play this video and then uh, we'll discuss it afterwards brutal rule i thought an interesting comment was made when somebody said to me i heard somebody say now where's mandela well, Mandela's dead because Saddam Hussein killed all the Mandelas. He, he, he was a, a brutal tyrant that divided uh, people up and, and split families and people recovering from this. 
So there's a psychological recovery that is taking place, and it's hard work for him. And I understand it's hard work for him. He said that I'm not going to give him a pass when it comes to central, the central government's uh, reconciliation efforts. So I don't know if that video. I don't know because he says Mandela's dead, and then he goes on to say, you know, Saddam Hussein kills all the Mandela. Right, exactly. So is he talking about yes, yeah. Mandela's dead, or the idea of Nelson Mandela yeah. is dead? But he well, blatantly well, says play. Mandela's yeah. dead. So, well, basically, after watching that video, and, and you listeners and watchers have just heard it, he says, well, Mandela's dead because Saddam Hussein killed all the Mandelas. So being a skeptic in this this uh, instance, I, I, I'm I not fully on board with believing he's, he's basically... I know he says Mandela's dead, but what he's saying is the people that are like Mandela are dead or the, right. the, the idea the, the of, I, the idea of yeah, because he, he, he's seen as such a, a nice and, and heroic person and a good heart. And it, that, that movement's gone because Saddam Hussein killed that idea. So I, I get the skeptic point of view on that one. Yeah, it's a yeah. big thing that, that rolled around the internet. It says Bush says Mandela's dead. But, I mean, he does blatantly say Mandela is dead. Is he saying both? Do you, th- you think he's saying Mandela is dead and the idea of Mandela, Nelson Mandela, is dead? Um, and maybe he has the same false memory. Yeah. I don't know because yeah. he didn't die in 2008. It can, it can go both ways. He was definitely alive during the time of this speech. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah. know. No, For him to say Mandela is dead is kind of a bold statement. But I'm skeptical too. It sounds like he's talking about – um, you know, Mandela, the idea of Mandela is dead and killed by people like Saddam Hussein. I know he says it. He says it outright. Mandela's dead, but, right. but yeah, it doesn't not, sound. I'm, it doesn't I'm sound right. To me. Still on that being proof. It, it's all adding to like uh, one of the reasons, which we'll get to after we've done all the examples, is where people are maybe having conflicting memories because they have learned. Possibly, someone's read this book and they've then told someone and they've told someone you know it's all like mm-hmm. ways of like they've maybe heard misinformation or someone's basically told a lie but they have they don't know they've told the lie and it's just been categorized as fact so this could this could be it but i'm just being a skeptic in this one that's the thing about the mandela effect every time you kind of question you think oh that's a little far-fetched like you just said or oh, that's a little then you find another one then you find yeah. another one and another one and you're another one and you're and you're like wait a minute i don't remember that like there's no way and then everybody else remembers it mm-hmm. a different way too it's like the darth vader thing we'll show another example with the, the luke i am your father when i first saw the dialogue that said luke i am your father I said to myself, he's lying. I wonder how they're going to play that liar. No, I am your father. Say what? Darth Vader was played by, or was voiced by James Earl Jones. He said the line. Uh, for me, I, I've never watched Star Wars. I'm going to get uh, so much hate for that, but I've never been into Star Wars. But, um, well, I've I've seen it a million times. I'm into Star Wars. I watch yeah. Star Wars, and I've seen it. And and hearing him, James Earl Jones, the guy who who voices it, say, yeah. "Luke, I am your father." Now the debate is: is it Luke, I am your father, or no, I am your father? Yeah. Um, because I've always remembered it as Luke, I am your father. Yeah. Uh, good luck finding an old tape that says Luke and not no, no, I am your father. But that's another small, tiny instance that makes you kind of say, well, maybe I heard it wrong. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is when everything you watch, 
doesn't yeah. matter if, if that line, that famous line is ever recited. Everybody who always says that line says, Luke, I am your father. Yeah. And everything, nothing says, no, I am your father, but the actual movie itself. Yeah. Which is well, strange. That, that's what done it for me. And I've never seen the film, like I say, but when, when I found that video of James Earl Jones talking to an interviewer and him saying, he actually, well, we've played the video. So you saw him saying, uh, when I got my lines, uh, my script and I, and I read the lines and, I, and and he said it, Luke, I am your father. So even the guy that says the, the, the line thinks he said, Luke, I am your father. That's the part that got it for me because we could all forget things and imagine that we th- we thought we heard this and we thought we heard that. But when the guy that plays the part even thinks it himself, that's well, where it's like... And it's one of the most infamous lines in movie history. Yeah. Everybody knows that line and everybody. There's not one person you'll find out there that says, no, I am your father. Everybody says, Luke, I am your father. So for that to be a false memory, it has to be a major false memory that millions of people miss here. Not only millions of people, but the man who read the line himself has yeah. misquoted this thing. So that's a big one to me. And then a lot of these are pop culture, but that's a big one. I don't know. I, I, I played that one on my wife. Like I, I, a lot of these examples, I, I tested her out. And she's a big Star Wars fan as well. And she got mad over that one. She was like, no, Ian, it's Luke. I am your father. Right. Like, Don't argue with me. And she's like, right. no, no, I- let's see. I didn't make the Mandela effect. I just follow along yeah. with it. I don't know. Uh, and it's like, uh, there's a, the other one is the, the, the C3PO with the silver leg, with the one silver leg. I've always remembered yeah. him to be solid gold, but yeah. I guess he had a silver leg. And that's one that I look at like, well, maybe I missed it. But the Luke, I am your father is a big one. There's another line, though, and we was talking about this one before we came on, that you like, which is uh, the Snow White line, right? Yeah. I love Disney films when I was young, and Seven Dwarfs was one of my favorites. So but it's not even that. It's more... Obviously, the, the, the Queen's accent is kind of like an English accent, so right. it just doesn't sound right. The, what the, the Mandela effect with this one is, is she says, in my mind, she says, mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest of them all? But she doesn't. She says, magic mirror on the wall. And when I when I saw that one, because there's like, I typed into Instagram, hashtag Mandela effect, and all these ones came up, and when I saw that one, I was like, "No, nope, no way!" So I went and watched. <laughs> you know, I got the, the the clip up on YouTube, and I was like, "I, I just couldn't believe it." I was like, "Yeah, no, I know that's how these things go, right?" You yeah. remember this is like even as your favorite childhood memories. You remember. I always remember "Mirror, Mirror on the Wall." If you ask anybody out there on the street to, to quote the movie. Yeah. They're going to say mirror, mirror on the wall. She does mm-hmm. not say magic mirror on the wall. But then when you go back and watch it, you're it's frustrating. You're like, there's yeah. no way, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you and then you start to question your own mind and think, man, well, maybe I just misheard it this all these years. And I try to pass that off to be a yeah. false memory. I don't know. That's a that's a good one, though. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even sound right. Like you said, magic mirror on the what's mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah. I don't know. And that's another one that a lot of people have quoted over the years. Yeah, there are, there are there are honestly tons. If you want to, I should have probably said this from the start. But that uh, Fiona Broom, who you know started the Mandela Effect, actually started a website, and uh, I've used that a lot throughout the, my research. And it's very well laid out. Um, she's got categories, and also um, in regards to the Mandela one, the Nelson Mandela one. 
I probably should have uh, see people have been writing into our website and I was reading a lot of the comments and they were more, uh, uh, you know, they got to me more than probably the, the videos that we've just showed you because some of the guys were commenting saying that myself and my wife both recall Nelson Mandela dying and remember watching his widow giving a speech. And there was even, the, the best one was, a guy actually done a report on Mandela's death in nine, in the 1980s. Life, like I'm saying life, but he done a report for, for his school saying he, he loved Nelson Mandela and he, he did a, a report on him and he dug it up. He, he went up his attic and found his report that he did write saying that Nelson Mandela died. And uh, obviously the skeptics and all of us can say, oh, the guy's lying, whatever, but... I kind of see the, the, the good in people and when people are writing that, taking the time to write big comments and things, I, I just I find it so interesting. It is. And like I said, the one for me and the one that I really dug into was the Shazam movie. And like you said, for somebody to sit there and take the time to to really lose and, and these long comments and everybody says the same exact thing. I remember going to the video store when I was a kid and getting this movie. I remember the knockoff version, Kazam with Shaq. <laughs> and that was like the knockoff, cheap knockoff version. And this was the, the, the real version that everybody wanted to see. I remember going to my friend's house and watching this movie with him being a young man. I remember renting this movie. My mother remembered this movie. Uh, my sisters remember this movie. And, and that's a big one for me. And when I say these lines and I start to go through this stuff, everybody's just like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, look, look at this. This is for real. Like this is a, either a huge false memory that everybody is kind of sharing or something happened throughout time to change something mm -hmm. to where we remember two different things. Yeah. I don't know. You, you it's why I mean, I said at the beginning, you know, this is going to be tough to get through and we can go through some, a lot of the examples and we'll show them like, um, Mm -hmm. the fruit of the loom do you remember the fruit of the loom emblem yeah. having a basket behind it i yeah. definitely 100 percent remember having the basket behind yeah. it yeah mm -hmm. and it didn't it never did it never yeah. had the basket behind yeah. the uh the the thing i don't know what it's called is it called it's not called a basket but it does it looks like i would have said basket to be fair right <laughs> but there is no there's never has been and there never was a basket and yeah. one that you talked about before the show was jiffy peanut butter you don't have that stuff over there in the uk no. but um, I remember it being Jiffy because my mom loved Jiffy peanut butter, but it didn't change to Jiff. And they, now they're saying it's always been Jiff. And, and that's one of them things that could be a false memory. So let's run through some of these. Yeah. Uh, the Monopoly man's molecule. Monocule. I, I would have said he had a monocle. Monocle. Yeah. I've always remembered him having one. Yeah. Um, and he, and I, I think the one that goes along with that is, and I know it's unrelated, but it kind of is, but uh, in the film Pet Detective with Jim Carrey, the guy that comes down, he has a monocle and he's the Monopoly guy. You know, he's dressed up like the Monopoly guy. Ah, that's a uh, good one. Yeah. I never thought about that. He is dressed up as the, doesn't he reference him to the Monopoly Yeah, man? yeah, because he, he, he punches him, doesn't he? And he plays him and he's like, do you not pass out? Do you not collect $200? Right, yes, <laughs> yes. And then, and he had the molecule on yeah. or whatever. And that's crazy. I never thought about that one. I always remember the Monopoly man with the little eyeglass and everything. So I, I that's a that's a crazy one to me. We did the Fruit of the Loom when I have uh, the frowning Mona Lisa. I, I don't. I always remember her being kind of frowning and sad looking, but evidently she has a small smirk on her face. Yeah. So that's uh, one I didn't really know too much about. 
Uh, we kind of talked about the Berenstain Bears or the Berenstain Bears, which one ever, what everyone believes. Which one do you remember? Well, I, I don't remember this uh, book or what was that, a book or a TV show? It was, it was like a series, a book series that was big over here. It was big in America. Oh, okay. See, that's why I think a lot of these are American based, like the peanut butter right. one. Um, but what I will add on that one is, is for me, everything's Steen. Like, I've never heard of any name with Stain in it. Like it's it's like we had a my football team had a manager called Jock Steen. It's uh, Jeffrey Epstein. There's no stain. I don't get it. So I've it's never... either the Stein or yes. Steen or whatever. Stein but there's Stein. I've never I've never heard of a Baron Stain bear. Yeah. But yeah. evidently it is Baron Stain and not Baron Stein Baron Stein or Baron Steen bear. Yeah. Um, we talked about the three CPO or C three PO's golden leg or the the silver leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kazam, not not Shazam, but there was both movies. See, this one says Kazam, not Shazam, and that's what I get all the time. Is 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 you know you're thinking of Kazam, but mm-hmm. most people remember Shazam, and Kazam was the knockoff version of Kazam was the knockoff version yeah. of Shazam. Yeah. So that's how I always remember it. Do you have a few examples you'd like to share? Or? Yeah, um, I've got uh, Forrest Gump, uh, Life. Yeah, that's- was like a box of chocolates or life is like a box of chocolates life is like a box of chocolates but it's not it that's not no it was yeah that's it life was like but that's it yeah so that one i would have said life is like a box of chocolates that's another one of those famous world famous lines that everybody should remember you know life is like a box of chocolates yeah and there's one here that i'm not i wouldn't have known either way but i'll ask you you maybe haven't heard of it uh, chartreuse what color is chartreuse red or green chartreuse yeah. the color um that's red uh it's chartreuse? actually i remember it as red it's yellow green a lot of people think it's pink it's like, yeah, it's a, like a pinkish color, reddish pink. color like a maroonish yeah. pinkish type color chartreuse is broadly remembered as a, sh- a shade of red some recall it as a maroonish red Others yeah. describe it as like a magenta. Well, if I'd had a guess, I'd have said pink. I'm sure I would have thought it was pink, but it's actually green. It's like a lime green. That's crazy. That's uh, a good one. I didn't know that one. Yeah. Um, the Looney Tunes. How do you spell Looney Tunes? Well, I, I Tunes. know this one. It's always spelled, it's cartoons, so it should be T-O-O-N-S. Yeah. Looney yeah. Tunes. But it's not. It's T-U-N-E-S. Why? I don't under, I just don't I understand. That one makes no sense to me. Why would it be yeah. Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S? Yeah. yeah. We're like not talking music. about music. We're talking about cartoons. Yeah. It should be T-O-O-N-S. That one makes zero sense to me. Yeah. That one gets me, though. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of spell and mistake ones. Um, there are a lot of... Oh, there's another one. Uh, the, the Queen song, uh, We Are the Champions. Yeah, um, the he never says of the, the song, world. He never says of the world. So it's like everyone, and I think the video that goes along with this one to back it up is there's a carpool karaoke with James Corden and I think it's Adele mm-hmm. and a few others in the back seat, and uh, they're all singing "We Are the Champions," and the song ends and they all go of the world, but it doesn't happen. So they're all like looking at each other. Of the world. Does he? 
Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that video that you're talking about and it's, uh, it's crazy because everybody remembers that's how he does it of the world. Like you in that song that way, everybody knows it that way. And to watch them in that car. Yeah. Um, kind of like, what the hell? Like, this is weird. It was, it was just more proof that makes you go, Hmm, makes you go, what the hell? Like something is not right. Yeah. So let's moving on to, um, you know, we've shown some examples and things like that. Now we're going to try to talk about what we believe, um, what we believe this even is or try to dissect it. And I kind of have a general idea and I think it pulls back to, to something happened along the line. And I know that some people, I don't know how you believe about, you know, some people feel like the, the world actually did end on September, you know, 21st or December 21st, 2012. I don't know. Do you believe that that's even a, a possibility? I don't, I don't have any, like throughout this whole show, you'll realize I'm not a hundred percent on anything, but right. I think like the whole deja vu feeling we talked off air before we came on about things that happen. Like today I was telling Steve, I woke up with a song in my head like we all do i think we all do I, i've woke up countless times with the jungle book theme sh- song in my head and i don't know why it's always that song and i'll go to work whistling it but today it was uh jolene jolene and i don't even like that song i've never downloaded it i haven't heard it recently but i woke up singing jolene jolene and then today i went shopping uh, with my wife grocery shopping and uh it came on in this in the shop and I just thought I have to tell my wife because this week so many things like that have been happening and I know there are theories out there that you know the parallel universes and things intertwining and, and you know and, and the Mandela effect could be this like uh, I, I, I always joke about that show Rick and Morty I don't know if you've seen that uh, Steve but I watch right. it a lot and it's like how you know when you get to a crossroads and you go right you and another dimension could be going left and then yeah. it plays out. So is it just where you're meeting in the same place again with your dim- other dimension being? And, right. No. Yeah. It's like I was talking earlier, like path A and path B. If you, when you wake up in the morning, I just, you immediately make a decision, right? Am I going to get up and go to work or am I going to stay in bed? If you get up and go to work, well, then you start to go down that path and then it splits into different paths <laughs> as you go throughout it or whatever. And then it eventually comes back together. And then that's how I, I believe that's how deja vu happens. So, yeah. so, I mean, it's weird when you hear a song in your head that you never heard before, and then you go to the grocery store, to the market, and it's playing on the air. I don't believe anything happens for I think everything happens for a reason. Everything, you know, there's something to it all. Um, you know, it's just very, when you start getting into that stuff, it, it's such a mind, I don't want to, it's, it's such a, a deep state of mind, like a deep state of understanding. Like, is there alternate beings? And that's what it leads back to. Like when people say the world ended on December 21st, 2012, they're basically saying, that reality ended and we are in a new reality and maybe there is some truth to that uh in a sense of and i'm going to kind of go into um i don't want to go too much into cern but i do believe cern and mandela effect if something was to happen they have to play hand in hand Mm -hmm. so i'm going to go into this a little bit i'm going to try to not go too far down the path of cern but i'm going to pull up some pictures and things like that and i'm going to try to go into this a little bit, because I believe CERN basically, for those who don't know, and if you're watching this show on Conspiracy, you probably know what CERN is. It's a large hydron collider where they create, they're trying to recreate uh, the, the God particle. They basically crash protons and neutrons together, matter and antimatter, to try to create 
um, you know, particles that are uh, otherwise not harnessable to man. So that's what it is. They're basically playing God. They're trying to recreate the God particle. They're trying to recreate black holes. Some people have said they created black holes and that they have created dimensions and alternate dimensions. And when you talk about alternate dimensions, you talk about time and you talk about space and everything else. And there's no telling what they could have done. But the point of this being is if something did happen, it had to have been done through CERN because it's the only machine on earth powerful enough to create or to change or alternate alternate a timeline or a um a perception of life or or whatever to 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 alternate and change one's uh reality it would have to be done here that's why i go to cern now i found some interesting things about cern uh during doing some research and i do believe the two things and the mayan calendar is all tied together somehow now first off when you look at the mayan calendar ian have you ever seen the mayan calendar yeah, I had it. Uh, I watched a little short tutorial during my research into the Mandela effect, and it's very confusing. Although the guy says it's very easy, it's really not. It's long. It's like a a long number, and whenever this one gets to like zero zero, this one changes to one. Is mm-hmm. that right in saying that? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the the circle, the actual tablet itself, the the oh, okay. the Mayan calendar itself. When you look at it, and I urge you to to look it up when you because it kind of blows your mind a little bit. Yeah. Um, when you look at the circle tablet that the Mayan calendar was placed on, the original Mayan calendar, uh, it looks exactly like the Hydron Collider, exactly okay. like the Large Hydron Collider and CERN. So I'll, I'm going to pull some pictures up to to kind of show you. Was this the Maya, was this the Maya, Mayan's deception of what would come to be? And then I tried to link together, and this is there's a lot of conspiracy on this stuff, um, but it's connection because I do believe that the Mayan calendar, December twenty first, twenty twelve, CERN, and the Mandela effect all play into the same basket, and that basket is uh, changing reality. Because the Mayan calendar never stated that the world was going to end in December 21st, 2012. They did. It was an ushering in of an end and a new beginning afterwards. So it was the end of this era and the beginning of a new one. So what I believe the Mayans were predicting was the fact that um, this CERN, you know, something was going to change. So what happened with CERN on December 21st, 2012 is also very interesting. Now, first off. They were on the cover of Science Magazine on this date, December 21st, 2012, because on that date, they had the breakthrough of many people say breakthrough of a lifetime of human history when they discovered the Higgs boson particle. Um, They performed the test. Now, they they came out on April 1st, which is April's Fool's Day. And they said that they were going to uh, open a black hole and they made this big joke story and this long thing. And everybody's like, ah, ha, ha, they got you. They didn't really do any of that because that was an April Fool's joke. But come to find out, they actually did do some testing and they fired that bad boy up on December 21st, 2012. And they had a major breakthrough. What was that breakthrough? Well, I'm going to try to put this out as best as I can when talking about this because this is way out of my element. I am not a physicist or a theoretical physicist or any of those things, and I don't claim to be. But um, So the experiment in 2012, December 21st, 2012, um, they 
fired up the Large Hydron Collider in hopes to create the Higgs both to figure out the Higgs boson particle. The Higgs basically the Higgs field is a field of energy that is thought to exist in every region of the universe, right? It's 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 um it's accompanied by a particle, fundamental particle known as Higgs boson, which is used by the field in the field, continuously interact with other particles such as an electron. So basically, the Higgs boson particle uh, attaches itself to all other known particles, giving it mass, giving it, uh, giving it its, its existence. The Higgs field is a field of energy that exists throughout the entire universe. So basically... To put this in kind of in layman's terms, or even as Star Wars, I guess is the best way to do it. Um, when you they hear you talk about the forces with you, the forces with you, the Higgs boson particle is the force. Basically, it is what ties everything together throughout the the universe. It's what gives every particle its mass. The Higgs field is surrounding throughout the entire world, and they're trying to recreate create this particle, and they did so on December twenty first, twenty twelve. At CERN's facilities. That's what's interesting about all this. Because on that day, we discovered what many would call the God particle. We didn't discover it. We created it. Everybody always thought it was always a theory that it existed. Nobody could figure out how or where or what. But on that day in particular, they created the... Um, they created on that day in history the Higgs boson particle in that hydron collider, which changed the course of history and the course of science and everything else on that day. So it's very significant. Now, where the conspiracy comes in and what I start to think is, what else did they do on that day? Because we don't really know what they're doing in this certain facility. They tell you what they're doing. Oh, we're creating this or creating that. What did you discover with this, uh, with this particle in particular? What did you create? What did you see? What what happened on this day, December 21st, 2012? Maybe we would ever know. Maybe they opened up a portal. Maybe they changed the time frame. Maybe they did end the world on this day, and now we are living in an alternate dimension. I know that sounds far-fetched, but we're playing with science that we don't understand, that we don't know anything about, and anything could have happened. We have no idea. Mm-hmm. I've tried to make all that make sense because it's well, very no. difficult. I you don't deserve, you a round of applause for that because that was brilliant. That was that's why that stuff just I tried to even say the word. What is it? Hydron collider. Is it right. hydron? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's the yeah. large hydron collider. Yeah, basically where they crash together different particles trying to create or recreate. Yeah. Very powerful energy, like dark matter or like the Higgs, the the yeah. the Higgs boson particle. Uh, you did a good job of uh, getting that information across. So uh, thanks for that. Because I was, as I was saying, I, I hope Steve looks into CERN because I'll do all the background on like where it came from. And- well, that's the thing. The thing about CERN is you could do. Uh, you have to look into it because I think it's that's the biggest. Yeah. To me, that's it's, it's the future of our world revolves around this this facility and they're building a larger one because once they create what they want to create once they figure out how to change yeah. time bend time and space and realities which they might have already done mm-hmm. when you look at mandela effect yeah. then everything changes yeah do you, do you know all the time when you were talking i was thinking are you where was you getting this information from because that's mainstream is it that's from their own website well the thing about finding this information is you have to do it piece by piece because there's you know how whenever you're you're looking at a conspiracy 
<laughs> it'll always lead you. It'll you'll always hit a brick wall, and they'll say, "Well, this is this is fake. It's be yeah. debunked. You're a fool." So you have to kind of go piece by piece. So what you do, what I do, is I, I like with this in particular, is I find out what they did on December twenty first, twenty twelve. Okay, they created the Higgs boson. Uh, particle what is the higgs boson particle well then you have to figure out what the higgs field is and then what the particle is within that field how it works yeah. how it reacts and then you got that you have to do it piece by piece and almost have to research different things to bring it around and come back yeah. to the answer because they'll always mislead you like their april 1st article they put out which is april fool's day saying mm -hmm. that they were going to open a black hole on december 21st 2012 which wasn't the case at all but they did, in fact, use the Hydron Collider and create yeah. a particle in which, in my view, they should not be creating in a lab mm -hmm. on our planet. Yeah. Because we don't know what it's capable of. Yeah. I know it's, it's, scary, it's scary to think what they're doing. I think I've even heard of the, they openly talk about trying to recreate the Big Bang. Like, right. they tell us that. Like, they're open about the research that they're doing and conducting in their, their research facility. Which uh, I don't know if you said, but I've got uh, the, the CERN is in Geneva, which is in Switzerland. Um, the, it's the European Organization for Nuclear Research, established in 1954. They have 23 member states, of which Israel, and that's a little hint back to our Rothschild episode, Israel are the only non-European country given full access. So the other 22 are, are European-based. Um, um, the logo I wanted to touch on because I love my new numerology. But if you look up the, I'm sure Steve will insert it here. Yeah, uh, is to me that looks like three sixes. I don't know about you, but well, six, I mean, six, you six. say if you start looking into CERN and what they and like, I said, this CERN is a whole other show. But yeah, it's definitely their logo is three sixes. The six six six. They have the statue of Shiva, the destroyer, outside yeah. of uh, their their facility which is basically destroys one world and recreates the next right so she has to destroy the old world so the other god can recreate the next world so it's yeah. almost as if they're trolling us a little bit saying and, and there's many instances of them trolling us saying we've done something you have no idea what we've done wink wink but we've changed the entire course of history and your whole entire reality mm -hmm. so so in relation to the mandela effect what we're saying here is Basically, on 2012, when they hit that Higgs boson uh, particle, whatever it is, all that sciencey stuff, that they could have split time or, or created a new dimension where some of this stuff that we've just explained tonight, these examples, are lost or changed, or and right. and, they're, and they're not in fact false memories. They are in there. Yeah. The memories are not false. Your reality. You're living in a false reality instead. That's the difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and that's the um, mind fuck that goes on yeah and, and it, when you asked me earlier what my thoughts are on on how this the one the one theory that i haven't looked into yet i've heard little bits on again is like do i believe in the big bang certainly not do i believe that we are created yes i do but i also really like the the simulation theory uh, that we are basically in a computer game it's lame in terms we're in a computer game and um, i really want to look into that we'll definitely do an episode on that but that could it's also making sense with this stuff tonight that we're basically in a simulation um and and it's like timelines we're on this timeline whereas we're on that one and and they're well, that's how it with... all ties together i think because a lot of people and i heard this from a lot of younger people anyways that the world ended on december 21st 2012 and we're living in a false reality and i know that sounds crazy 
<laughs> but then when you start looking into the Mayan calendar, the date December 21st, what they did at their facilities in CERN and how much the Mayan calendar looks like the large, the inside of the Large Hadron Collider and you start bringing all this stuff together and you start looking at it you, and it makes you go wait a minute yeah. maybe there's something to this mm -hmm. maybe our i mean maybe the world didn't end i don't believe the world ended in december 21st 2012 but i do believe that they've done something that has altered <laughs> alternated or has changed forever our realities yeah well that's, well, that's well, the, what, what i'm was, saying yeah what i was going on to say there is basically like uh, i saw the video last year of um i think it's that uh, Abramovich lady, the one that's linked with uh, Lady Gaga, where she's now the, the face of Microsoft. And they put out, put out an ad where you can basically, in, in the near future, you're going to be able to, like with VR, where you can basically be in a room with like um, Bob Ross, like the painter. You could be basically like you're in the room with him and you're painting and you're getting a tutorial or you could be in the room with Gordon Ramsay and you're cooking alongside him. But it's just like a, a computer game and it's all VR and, you know, with Elon Musk talking about uploading, uploading memories into a chip and things that basically the whole the whole um, simulation theory is that, that we've already got to that point, whether it's in like 2050 or, 20, or, or the year 3000. And at that point, they put us into a computer simulation like the one I've just talked about, like the VR, and they've started us at like, well, we're in 2020 now, so, well, 2021, sorry. So that's right. like they've put us back to that time and we're in a computer game right now. That I think that's what it is. That's just a little five-minute, um, you know, what I've heard about the simulation theory, and I will look into it a bit more in depth, but... Well, yeah. it's a lot of um, there's a lot of twists and turns down this rabbit hole that take you because when you're start you're, you're talking about the reality, right? Yeah. We're talking about reality itself and what is it and what does it really mean in the grand scale of things and and what can you do to alternate it? Now, what we're talking about in particular because we don't want to stray too far away from the from the source content here, Mandela yeah. effect, is what has been done to alter our realities and change them in such a way that that we're having false memories or we're remembering things that never happened or remembering things completely different or remembering things that, that did happen and they're telling us it never happened. Um, so I do believe that something happened along the way that we are living in kind of a different type of reality. It, it, I do believe that CERN is up to something and they have, um, I do believe they have done things that, have changed everything. And, and and like I said, they almost troll us in a, in a way and tell us that, yeah, we have done things in this, in this facility and you'll yeah. never know because it's your reality. It's your perception. Maybe we are all part of a uh, uploaded into a program. When you look at the human body and the human brain, we can't even access our own brain. It's the largest supercomputer on earth is in your, in your skull and you don't even have access to it. You have, you're allowed to access maybe 2% of it. We don't know how we work. We don't know how our minds work. We have only begun to understand. And um, so we don't even know really deep down what reality is. We could be, this could all be a sim simulation. This is all be yeah. one big, like you said, computer game in layman's terms. And we have, you know, it's, it's like goes back to that old thing. You know, how does we are, look at the ants, right? Look at ants. If you were on an ant farm. 
You are the god of those ants. Those ants know nothing but you. Are we the ants in the ant farm? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But I do believe something has been changed and altered along the way. I just don't know. Maybe we are all plugged up into the Matrix. As uh, the guy I've listened to for years now, he always says, I think it's also when we talk about, he talks about CERN, it's like the nerds will destroy us all one day. Because basically, <laughs> when you watch these videos, they're all nerdy kind of guys. And uh, they've basically got the, the ability to just end us all. <laughs> right. And so. maybe they already have. We don't know. Yeah. They definitely, they might have, they might have changed reality forever. They might have changed our lives. They might have ended us already. We might be just living in some false you know, mental state. We have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, the nerds will be the end of us all. <laughs> they, they, the thing about it is to me, and, and I know CERN as a topic is a topic for another day. I'm trying to keep this where, where we're at, but, um, they're playing with science that they don't understand. Yeah. They're trying to create particles that they don't know about and even go to the extent of create, creating black holes. Even there, they say they're miniature black holes. Well, you don't know what could possibly happen. We could Mm -hmm. completely get sucked into that. You could end the world on one test. And I found it interesting that they did it. They fired it up on December 12th, 2001. Yeah. Or or December 21st, 2012 is when they fired it up. I found that interesting. And that they discovered that in particular particle. Okay, this is the thing for me. If there was a change and something happened... This is the only place that would be able to do it because they have if, – if they have figured it out, which a lot of people believe that they have figured it out, then they, they would have the ability to jump through time, space, bend reality, change reality. If you understand – like if you are to, able to recreate the, the particle that supposedly created the universe or create particles that intertwine us all together and, and create portals and create black holes, then you're probably able to create – changes in the fabric of time and space i, I just if, i'm just saying if anybody was able to change our realities to where we can not we remember things differently it would be cern right mm-hmm. yeah so that's the uh, big tie-in yeah so uh, are you ready for the, the big ultimate question what's that are you ready for the big question penny for your thoughts yeah so i guess so yeah i mean penny for your thoughts ian what do you <laughs> think do you think this is real do you think Mandela effect is the real deal? I was going to say, like, I knew this question was coming and the whole time I'm thinking, can I stay on the fence with this one? But, you know, for me, it's, see, the examples, you know, the, the mirror, mirror on the wall, the, 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 the Tom Hanks, the Forrest Gump, the Luke, I am your father. A lot of those, I believe you could have had a false memory. You could have thought you heard it wrong or, you know, you've seen someone else say it and then it, the examples don't do it for me, but see when we talk about the CERN stuff and the and the, the dimension stuff and and the simulation theory, that's where I'm kind of like starting to pull back. Where I believe that it's kind of formidable. Is that if that's the word that one day we are able to do these things? Um, and it scares me. Uh, like a, a few years ago, I probably couldn't have spoke about that stuff because it would get me freaked out. Because that my whole phobia in life was like dying but when i've researched all this stuff and i feel like i've got more of a you know we are bigger than we believe we are they've got us thinking that we're meaningless that we're just little ants that we're just here for one minute and gone the next and and that our opinion and and how they say we've got the we have the illusion of of choice and things but for me 
it's common sense with the, the whole VR and, and the way that the world's going. So I'm going to say, if you want a percentage, I'll go 75%, I believe, in the Mandela effect. I believe something's happened. Um, 75%, though. That's, yeah. that's much stronger. I'm, I'm That's stronger than me. 75%? That's a strong opinion. Yeah, that's stronger. I, I, was, I was battling. I was going 60. Well, I'll go 60, but it's... I really do believe in the dimension stuff. I believe in the simulation theory. Um, I'm not 100% on those, but I, I do think that they make way more sense than like the Big Bang theory and, and that we're just an accident by an explosion. I, I, I do not think that at all. So I, I, I have to go more than like three quarters for me is just, I have yeah. to go with that. Yeah. It's tough. It's, it's such a it tough is. one because there's things that you remember very distinctly and it's tough for me too to sit here and say it. But yeah, I mean, I guess... I don't want to go on a fence either with this. Um, I guess penny for my thought. I God, this is such a tough one. Um, it is. I, I don't. I, I do believe, like you believe, that there is something more to to life than what we really understand. And I do believe that CERN definitely has access to uh, information that they shouldn't have access to. I don't think we were not put on this earth to, to live a life to where we start understanding creations of entire universes and particles that can change, you know, your reality or your perception of reality or whatever the case may be your time and space. And, and we just shouldn't be able to harness this much power. And it is very scary, but, um, I, I, it all comes back to me to that to that Shazam movie because I distinctly remember it. I remember it at Blockbuster, the video rental store. I remember seeing it multiple times and watching it. It was one of my favorite childhood movies. It was a lot of kids' favorite movies. And I know people out there have seen Shazam because I always ask that question. You remember Shazam? Yeah, the Sinbad Genie movie. They always say the same thing. Yeah, I remember. So I do believe something happened. Now... I do believe a large portion of the Mandela effect has been watered down like every conspiracy because they muddy up the water so you can't figure out what's truth and what's fiction. They do that purposely so you can't really tell the distinction and you just give up on it altogether. I'm going to say I'm like 30, 70 I, I don't really believe the Mandela effect is that real. I do believe something happened. It's just all the examples of it. It's just so much, you know, this could be false memory. This could be false memory. And I hate to be on the fence about it. I, I'm just not completely sold about something that I, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to convince myself that it's not real, but I'm just not sold that all these different things are because it's all pop pop culture references. It's all like movies. It's all lines. It's all, you know, logos. It's all things that we just remember differently. Now, there's a whole ass movie that's missing in my memory bank. So something definitely happened. I just don't know if the Mandela effect is. I don't know. See, it's so, I don't know. I don't know. Ian. I don't have an answer. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, because it's so iffy. It's so up and I, I just don't. Okay. God, I don't know how to feel it. Cause I say 50, 50. God, I hate being like that. I'm 50, 50 on it. Fuck. Is it happening or is it not? I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> the, the, I, I get you. The Mandela effect itself, the, the, the examples that we've used tonight and I, and even more so like the people's comments that were saying that they wrote school articles on Mandela dying in the eighties. And mm. for me, they mo they make more me believe it more than, you know, the, just the, the, you know, Luke Errol Jones saying that like he could have just forgotten it. Like, like but, maybe our realities were meshed together from some other alternate reality and then 
you know, the ones that were in our old reality are somewhere else in a new reality. You know what I mean? And we're just kind yeah. of meshing together. We all just remember things happening very differently. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. It scares me because I, I don't know what I don't remember that's changed. Yeah. I, I think this one could be revisited once we look into like simulation theory, once we look into the paranormal. I think you could end up probably in an episode further down the line, we could say, this could tie into the Mandela effect. I think there's something here, right? There's something here. We just don't know what it is because it's too deep to kind of die. I don't know if we can dive that deep because you can just go and go and go and it's a never ending hole, you know? I mean, you could just, because there's so much different, there's so much information when you talk (laughs) about this. Yeah. It's tough. When you start talking about different dimensions and realities and, and life and time and space, it's so uh, it's yeah. so out there. But I believe there there is really – they do have the abilities. They've figured things out over the years. I believe mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So you're 50-50. I'm 50-50. I don't know. I, it's just that movie. If it you wasn't for if... that movie that I remember in particular that yeah. I watched a hundred times, Shazam. If it wasn't for that movie, I would say I don't really buy into this. If it wasn't for that, but that movie, it always comes back to that for me because yeah. I remember it. I, I, I remember moments. I remember hanging out at my friend's house watching it. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Well, how did you enjoy that one? You see how you know the, the dynamics changed completely. I know a lot of people might not want to you know my, my podcast i love it and i like doing it more serious and i do want to do introduce a bit more comedy and, and maybe add some more snapchat videos fun filter kind of stuff into my show but i do like how you know because because i've listened to there's plenty out there if you if you like the comedic side of the conspiracy stuff check out podcast uh, i did a podcast with them great lads really funny really witty check them out but i like the more serious you know I, I do dig deep into this stuff and i take pride in my work and and all that and it depends you're the customer you you follow who you like and listen to who you like and um, but you know that's what you'll get with me but i just felt like this platform this uh, duo uh, role you know where we can kind of uh, work off of each other's thoughts and, and you see the conversation and the way it goes and not many people are willing to have those types of conversations i'm finding it hard to get guests on my show um, I have had people commit and say yes they'll come on and so far you know I'm still waiting and, and that's nothing against them they're busy people have busy lives but um, I, I do understand that you know this kind of content this stuff the conspiracy stuff is given a bad rap and it's a shame because as we're finding out in our in our lives today uh, you know and what we've gone through in the last year and a half two years conspiracies are just six months away from being used so um after listening to that i've got a couple i'll I'll release the results of the poll that i had on my instagram feed uh yesterday now the two for me that were just like tear your your hair out stuff was the um mirror mirror on the wall or is it magic mirror on the wall and i'm sure you heard there in the episode that it's actually magic mirror on the wall that one is the one that makes me question all of this stuff, you know. Um, it, it when I hear the 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 voice, I love that that cartoon that Disney, from such a young age, and it, it just does not make sense. It, I hear mirror mirror on the wall. There's no 
magic that word would stand out to me it just is not and it goes to show because my sister-in-law jessica if you're listening was the only one to get magic mirror so you must have some you must be from that alternative dimension because everyone else on that poll i think it was nine votes altogether um eight went for mirror mirror on the wall and one went for magic mirror so uh it just goes to show in the other one which when we originally done this podcast we put the same poll out on our platform and these two were the two standouts so it was that one and it was uh forrest gump uh, life was like a box of chocolates or life is like a box of chocolates now i think this on on last night's uh poll was very uh one-sided towards life is like a box of chocolates which is the wrong answer it's life was like a box of chocolates um, I just went actually and watched that YouTube clip just before I've jumped on here tonight to do these videos um, and it is life was like a box of chocolates and most people go for life is because that's how we we speak um, an old friend reached out to me today and mentioned he had a few others uh, a few other effects that we didn't discuss uh, one was uh, ET phone home well it's not it's ET home phone but uh, my feelings on that was I, I knew he said E.T. home phone um, but I think it's like the life is like a box of chocolates it's because it's not our normal go-to language it's not what we normally say the other one he brought up was um, in Scary Movie when he puts his hand out the window and says take my strong hand uh, that scene I'm not too familiar with it he doesn't say take my strong hand he just says take my hand so that was one that, that uh, gets a lot of people. And then the final one was him mentioning that he was adamant that the, the, the monocle was worn by the Monopoly guy. And I'm adamant because, and again, you see, you've seen it there. I said it in the podcast. Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura, when he punches the, the Monopoly guy, he has a monocle. So it's like they're doing things in movies. Like, like, like my mate said, they do these things and they they try to be as accurate as they can. So even like um, Errol Errol Jones is it Errol Gray Jones, the guy that plays Darth Darth Vader, has said in Big Bang Theory, is it in the episode that, or in an interview that it's Luke, I am your father. It's not no, it's Luke. Um, but oh, it's just so crazy, and I'm sure you could go on and on, um, about this stuff, and you you might have your own Mandela effects, but uh, it's a real fun one. I wanted to lighten the mood. I thought this was a perfect episode to release because we have been getting heavy. We did the Rothschilds episode, we did the Illuminati, and it's good to, to put a light-hearted one in the mix now and again. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, this episode. Um, and please, as I always say, turn off your TVs and enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Baram you, Baram you. To your greed, your fleece, your plan be true. Shape be true. Bar you.